0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. I am your girl, Pamela R. Haynes, bringing you another episode of the Author to Author podcast. I interview self-published authors from around the globe. This week I've been hearing inspiring stories from listeners who have been drinking Dalgetty herbal teas, especially those drinking from their wellness range, including sericea and merengue teas. One listener told me that her father-in-law greatly benefited from drinking the sleep tea. She was worried that they may run out. So, I suggested she ordered her supply directly from Dalgetty at www.dalgetty.co and use the discount code A2AS5. Dalgetty delivers teas around the world, so why not add their teas to your next online shopping basket? Thinking of well being, I interviewed coach and author of The Rebel Method, Vanessa Wallace. Let's jump into her interview now. See you on the other side. Good afternoon, Vanessa. Thank you for joining me on the Author to Author podcast. How are you?
1: I am good today, Pamela.
0: In terms of um, a starting point, I suppose, please tell us where you are in the world. It's a global podcast. So tell us where you are in the the world. And in terms of your heritage, where are your people from?
1: I am from Northamptonshire. Well, that's where I live at the moment, but I'm not actually a Northamptonshire girl. I was born and bred in London. And most of my family are from London or around Kent area. I Moved to Wales myself as part of a travelling community when I was in my late teens, early 20s. So I've been all over, really. Uh, Went back to London and moved up to Northamptonshire about 10 years ago. So, yeah, British, British all over. I think there's some German descendants in my family, possibly some Irish as well. I don't really know, to be honest. But, um, yeah, yeah, born and bred in London.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a mix up of um, different things, and that's quite that's quite common, isn't it? And yeah. um, quite exciting as well. So the yeah. the the best of all the bits, I yeah. suppose. Oh, in
1: the UK as well. So because obviously there's London, isn't there? Uh, other places in the world, but yeah, in the UK.
0: My husband's family live in Northampton, so really? I'm getting to know it a little bit. And oh, really? um, some of the grandchildren live in Wellingborough. Which oh, yeah. I know is about half an hour out um, from Northampton as well, so I can That's geographically right. place where Northampton where Northampton is, and I've enjoyed my visits there so far. Yeah. It'll be good to get out to the rural um, areas uh, as well, rather than the city. So we'll we'll see if we can do that at some point.
1: Yeah, it is beautiful. So, I'm actually a lot more rural. Um, there's beautiful canals up here. So so if you do come up, do have a walk by one of the canals it really is an experience it's like going back in time
0: you know it's it, it oh wow
1: really,
0: yeah yeah i can imagine thank you for that tip um vanessa thank you so much for gifting us two copies of your book the title is the rebel method move on from overwhelm to peace of mind and at the top you've got a strap line that says the ultimate guide to managing anxiety and Depression." Lovely cover, by the way, and I I love the feel of it as well. It's very um, tactile. Was that deliberate?
1: Um, the, the cover was chosen by my my book coaching company that I went with, Known Publishing, uh, so a little word for them. They're, they're based in Croydon in uh, South London. They were very good, and I sent through my ideas of design. So I had three different books, which I loved, loved the covers on, and I sent pictures of those, and then their book designer put this together. I very much went with the, I suppose you call it a wine color, a so red color, in fact, my nails are the same colour today. <laughs> but I, I went with that colour. I don't know. It felt like it um, had the energy that was required for this book, you know, not too kind of um, fluffy, but, you know, quite serious, but also with an energy that's that's transformative, that's, you know, demonstrating moving forward, you know, something bright, something positive.
0: Yeah, I like the detail of it. So the roses and the Mm. um, butterfly that's there. I love butterflies. I love the idea of transforming from a caterpillar right the way through to a butterfly. And that change takes a lot, doesn't it? And it happens in stages. So I really do like that about the book. Tell us about what your publishing journey was like. How did you find known publishing? And how did that journey begin?
1: I've been wanting to write a book for, for a while. You know, it's one of these ideas that, you know, that's kind of in the back of your mind. And you think, oh, I'd love to write a book one day. And, you know, my business was going quite well. I've run retreats for anxiety and depression. And I had a, a session with my coach and we pulled out the rebel method purely by her asking me, what do you do with your clients? And we got the um, acronym, R-E-B-E-L, which I'll maybe explain a little bit later. But, you know, so moving on from there, I, I realized that I would struggle to write a book myself and edit and get the the structure right. You know, I, I couldn't just write and write and write, but it was getting the structure and getting it so that the message came across in a way that was readable and relatable for for people. And because I know that's really important in a book. So I did a search on LinkedIn for book coach. And I came across Leela Green and she looked very good. She looked really lovely. She was based in Croydon. And because I was born in South London, I kind of thought that's my kind of area. So I got in contact with her and we had a chat and her brother was there as well. And then it kind of evolved into them supporting me. But then they ran a, a course, which was the first time they were doing this course. So it was on a reduced price. And there were six of us all writing books. So we buddied up with somebody else in in the group and they went through the course with us. They took us through each chapter and the structure of each chapter and how to write it. And then I had a couple of one-to-one sessions with Leela. I brought them on to do all of the publishing and the editing and everything. Next time, I probably won't do that because I learned a lot Along the way, I must admit it cost me a bit of money, but it was money that I feel was well worth it because my book was written and published within 14 months. So, from day one, which was probably in about March 2021 to October 2022 when it was published and released. So, you know, that was a pretty good turnaround. And if I'd had to do it all myself, there was just so much research I felt. But I have learned so much now as to how how to to go about the journey of self-publishing.
0: Well, yes, because it's um, just not straightforward as writing a book and throwing it up onto Amazon and an ISBN number, you know, and there's, there's different types of ISBN numbers, you know, if you want your publication to be available worldwide, there's distribution, you know, I've learned a lot about Gardner's Ingram Spark and, you know, the whole thing. So I think it's a, a really good journey for you to go through as a debut author because then you know what to expect going forward if you decide to have other projects as well. Yeah. But why why right now? Why did you decide to write a book in the first place?
1: Uh, that's, that's really easy to answer, Pamela. I wrote because I wanted to reach more people with my message of what we do on the three-day retreats and what I do with my people that I work with, the journey that I take them on And obviously, you know, I work with people on one-on-one. I work with people on the retreats. I have a couple of colleagues who work with me. That's a limited amount of people. And I just passionately feel that this method, the rebel method, that has been my journey of recovery from chronic mental health. And I've seen so many people. um, I used to work in in the prisons and the institutions, um, as you're probably aware. (laughs) And I've worked privately since 2008, And every person that I've worked with goes through an element of that rebel method journey. And those, some people that I've worked with for maybe a year, 18 months, have gone through every element of that rebel journey and the, the method of that journey. And it's so fundamental to their recovery and you can go back to it. You know, it's not, it's not an end destination. It's something that, it's tools, tools and techniques to carry you forward to maintain positive mental health in life. And I use all of the tools myself in my life and they work for me. They work a treat for me.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I like the idea that um, you wanted to build a platform for your business. Um, so where does this book sit then? Is it a self-help book?
1: Yeah, very much so. And that's what I mean by I wanted to reach more people because essentially all I want to do is help people. You know, there's people out there really struggling uh, with their mental health. If, they, if The tools that are in the book and the methods that are in the book can give them some markers, can give them some hope, can give them some key techniques to support them, to feel better, to live better, to be happier.
0: What is the Rebel Method? I know because I've read the book, but yeah. your my listeners would love to know what it is that you're talking about, yeah,
1: okay, so the r is removing the inner critic and and that's not necessarily removing the inner critic, it's actually becoming to understand your inner critic, have a relationship with your inner critic. We all have one, it's there for a reason, but it can be such a block for us moving forward, and it becomes really, really loud. If we've struggled with, you know, mental health in our families, difficult upbringings, traumas throughout our lives, you know, anxiety, depression, breakdown, that makes the inner critic so much louder. So the first chapter, the R, teaches you how to manage the inner critic, or so remove the inner critic. The second part is educate about the mind. So the reason I put that in is because it's so important for us to understand that a lot of the way that our minds work is not our fault. And if we understand the science behind why we get certain feelings when things trigger us, or we feel certain ways, if we can understand that, it gives us that place to go from of like, okay, actually, this is not my fault. It doesn't mean that we can't change it. So I also educate about how we can change the way that our mind works, how we can change our mindset, how we can change our thoughts, because the brain is brilliant in a way it's flexible, you know. It can move. It can it can transform. So that's the educate about the brain. The B is the be yourself. So that was really important for me. So the be yourself is just understanding first of all who you are as a person, how you work, how you operate, and also where you maybe people please. So you you put your needs before other people. You you worry about what other people think which was all my story. It's totally my story. I was almost too scared to say anything sometimes in case people judged me. I was full of fear, full of anxiety, and I wasn't able to be myself. I didn't have that courage. So I had to learn how to be myself and be authentically me. So learning about my values, who I am as a person, and actually to be told it's okay for me to be me, because I was so full of shame. And, you know, I I needed to kind of work through that and be okay with being me. So that's the be yourself. That's, in fact, that is one of the core pieces that I work with most people around. It's absolutely transformational if we can learn to just be okay with being ourselves. And then the second E is eliminate anxiety and depression. And that includes lots of different tools. So we've got mindset, we've got um, meditation, we've got mindfulness. Lots and lots of different tools that we can use. CBT, cognitive behaviour therapy, looking at our thinking, all these different tools that we can use to eliminate or reduce anxiety and depression, or at least manage the symptoms of it. Because, you know, to eliminate is, it can happen, but it doesn't happen for everybody. But we can find a way to manage. I still manage my anxiety and depression, especially my depression, and I use the tools. From that chapter to do that. And then the last one is the L, which is live the life you dream of. And that's very much putting all the pieces prior together and coming to that place at the end where you are able to live the life that you've dreamt of. And for some people, that might be to just wake up in the morning and feel okay, or to just be able to put your head on the pillow at the end of the day and know that you're okay. Or it might be that you move to a new place you you take that step of actually cutting off relationships, building boundaries into your life, moving away from that job that is stressing you so much, finding something that's more in alignment with yourself. you know I had a client recently who who's- complete, you know he was working in a very intense accountancy environment, and it really didn't suit him, you know, and he's now sort of training towards being a health coach. That's much more in alignment with who he is and who he is as a person. So yeah, that that's the rebel method. Well, I
0: love it. I absolutely do, you know, do love the, the rebel method. Or oh, I like how the book is laid out as well. So it's very easy to read, very engaging that you have lots of examples from your clients who have you have worked with and you tell a lot of um, detail about your own personal story as well. Why did you choose to do that?
1: Um, that wasn't my choice. <laughs> my book coach pushed me to do that. I was quite reluctant to share too much of my story. However, when I told her my story, She said, you know, we can really need to put this in here. You know, my story is not an ordinary one. You know, I went down a very dark route in my life. Um, I became addicted to class A hard drugs. By the time I was 24, I was heavily addicted and I went to rehab and, you know, I I lived a, a really difficult life and I was under a lot of stress and strain because of that. And I know, you know, there's a lot of different opinions about addiction, but I really was in quite a cycle of powerlessness with my own struggles with myself. I was in this trap. So I explain that in the book. And the reason I explain that is so that people can understand that I know what it's like to come from the depths of feeling really awful about yourself, about your life. And being in that place of complete hopelessness, I, there is an example. And um, yeah, I don't know if you want to put a trigger warning on this. You might want to, but I, you know, I, I was really, really hopeless one night, and um, things turned for me at that point. I was, you know, I was in that very. So I, I'm able to relate to people and I understand people who are in that place, but I can also share with them my story and say, look, you know, you can come out of this. It doesn't happen overnight. But things can change and it's a little step at a time and you can slowly start to change the way that your mind works. You can change the way that your brain works and you can start to come to love yourself. You can start to come to like yourself. You can start to come to have self-acceptance. And, and you can forgive yourself for for things that have happened in the past because we all we all have things that we we struggle with you know, sometimes we can get to that really dark place. So that's the reason that I've shared it in there is, it's so that people know that I've, I know what I'm talking about, because I've experienced it. And I live it every day, today, because I have to.
0: Yes, I mean, it's refreshing that you have chosen to share your story, because we're both coming from professions, where we're encouraged not to share our personal stories you know especially if you have worked in a prison environment it's not about us it's about our clients so we can share from other people's experiences and maybe from our professional experiences of working with people but we very rarely go down the road where we talk about our own personal experiences so to have that in a book like this is really encouraging because you now become a beacon of what good mental health can look like if you're willing to put in the work so tell us about your retreats where are they and and what happens at the retreat
1: okay so I've been running my retreat since 2017 which was when I was I was let go off from a, a job I was managing a, a rehab actually and I was let go off from that job which was fine um maybe not quite fine at the time but i realized that that everything happens for a reason there was somebody else who they they had their eye on for that job anyway and they brought me in for a few months to cover which i didn't realize at the time but 2017 i i thought right i'm going to write a program myself having run programs for years and years and years like herself writing a program in fact i you know i had written a couple of programs for other people as well I need to write a program for myself based on everything that I know. So we went away for for a week, myself and my husband, and I wrote the program. And my intention was to run it as a residential, because I've run residentials, I've worked in residentials, I've worked with group therapy. You know, I've done all of that for the last fifteen years prior to 2017. I thought, right, so I've got residential, I've got the group therapy, I've got the program. So I put those together and the programme, you know, appeared to sort of run. I think the first one I did was two days and we realised that it was too short, way too short. So the first day people arrive, you get to know each other. We start to do some of the, the mind stuff. I do the education about the brain. We do some tools for managing mindset. So some of the eliminate anxiety, depression stuff on the first day, an introduction to mindfulness And then we start to move into some deeper kind of connection with yourself. So we do some self-compassion work. So, you know, forgiveness work. And then day two, we really take off with that, doing some values work, really exploring your relationship with yourself. And we do some experiential workshops and we bring in the yoga. So you're connecting with your body and everybody gets a massage as well. It's really difficult to explain how the workshops work because they are different for each group. They're very organic. So dependent on what the group brings up, we work with that. Myself and my colleague who also worked with me in the institutions we worked in. So we're very skilled between us to make sure that the group feels safe, supported. I mean, that's the main thing is for the group to feel safe for people to talk about where they're at and to think about what they need to have that space away from everything outside of themselves. And then day three, we bring it together with more of the live the life you dream of, really looking at bringing all the tools together and really working on on that. We do some creative work. Uh, And by the third day, everybody's a lot more connected together, supporting each other. You know, we, we have meals together. And we do yoga together. You know, sometimes I bring other workshops in with different facilitators just to break it up a little bit. We've done some some food work, you know, around what foods are good for anxiety and depression. And we've done some uh, chakras sessions. Uh, We've done some tapping sessions, which have been quite interesting. And we've had some massage teachers come in and show us how to self massage. So, there's, you know, we break it up a little bit with something a little bit lighter because it can be quite intense. You know, some of the feedback I get is like, sort of, wow, I didn't realize where this was going to take me, but I'm really pleased that I did it, you know, because it's transformed my perspective on my life and how I can move forward. So, we always have a box of tissues and, you know, it's, but it's I love doing it, Pamela. Absolutely love it. We run them all over the country. So we're in Northamptonshire, we're in Oxfordshire. I'm looking at Scotland at the moment. Um, we also had one on the south coast. Uh, we're just waiting for the venue to be upgraded at the moment. So we're having we're having a bit of break from that venue, but we will be going back there probably early next year. I've been looking at around the Mendip Hills area as well. So I'm just trying to kind of bring them all over the UK. Uh, we haven't gone abroad from the UK yet, but you know, people keep asking me and saying, well, perhaps we should go to Spain or, or Italy. A lot of people run retreats in Italy. I know it's a very popular place for retreats. They run every two months. Uh, we've just introduced a young person's retreat. That's what's really exciting this year. Similar format, but obviously with some differences. That's going to be run with my lovely colleague who has come on board with me. She's very skilled with younger people. She's worked in schools all her life and, and universities. So we're going to run that one together. That's later on in August. So we're aiming for mainly undergraduates, that kind of age range, 19 to 24. We might go younger, but we're we're doing this trial with the 19 to 24 year olds in later on this year. So really excited about that. And that's in Northamptonshire.
0: You've said a lot in that little segment there. And I I know what yoga is and I know what some of the other treatments um, that you speak about. But um what is mindfulness and how does that work in promoting good mental health?
1: Yeah. Mindfulness is is so wonderful. So mindfulness is about developing the ability to to not reflect on the future or the past so to just be in the moment because when we're in the past or the future we're producing a stress hormone all the time because often when we think about the future I mean I'm not saying we we shouldn't plan but often you know when we have anxiety depression often the future thoughts can be labored with worry and the past thoughts are labored with regret. And mindfulness is a technique, it takes time. And, you know, it's it's something that you can practice in your everyday life. You know, you can mindfully wash up. So that's allowing yourself to just focus on the sensation in your hands as you're washing up, the the water, the warmth, noticing what's present in the very moment. So, you know, that's kind of tactile, how you're feeling, you know, what kind of physical sensations are going on in your body. That is mindfulness. And when we're mindful, we reduce down the stress hormone that can be produced in our bodies when we're on the automatic pilot of of ruminating about things all the time, which is very common for people with anxiety and depression. What we do on the retreats is we introduce mindfulness and we take everyone on a mindful walk. So, you know, we encourage all the participants to go and focus on a a flower or just feel the the sun on your face or the wind on your face to go and touch something, you know, go and get a leaf and just notice what that feels like. To notice what it feels like when your feet touch the ground and different surfaces. I mean, I I love mindfulness and I I don't do it all the time. A lot of people think it's about emptying your mind, but it's not. It's about being able to notice what's there in the moment. It's more of an awareness rather than a emptying kind of Zen meditation. It's difficult to explain. I, I We kind of practically show people how to do it.
0: No, not at all. I think you've explained it really well because, um, I, especially for the client group that um, I have previously worked with, these kind of techniques or fandangle ways of doing things are very often fearful of taking part in those kind of exercises. Um, I've actually had professionals who say they don't believe in mindfulness, but they don't really know what it is. You've given a really good explanation there of what it can be like just being in the moment. And I think that us as human beings, it's one of the most difficult things to do because the mind is doing so many things, activities at the same time. I can't speak for my listeners, but for me, I find it very hard to meditate. You know, Think of me of an absolute beginner to meditation. What would your advice be for me and people who are listening to you?
1: Well, I would just say, how normal is that? (laughs) It is so normal to find it difficult to meditate because we have this picture, don't we, of like the Buddhist monk, you know, sat on the, (laughs) yeah, with like this, you know, empty mind, you know, just on, you know. And it's actually, it's all virtually impossible to do that. Perhaps. Just try some mindfulness techniques, you know, just going out, just kind of looking at the sky, watching the clouds, observing, you know, the trees. But also, you know, sometimes people can start with an app like Calm, you know, just listening to certain music. Some people like music. Some people like hearing waves or forest sounds or the rain or monks chanting. That can be calming for some people. And, you know, I think it's different for everybody. So I always suggest a variety of apps and YouTube channels and to try because it's different voices as well, can have an impact like somebody might not find my voice particularly calming, but they might find perhaps, you know, a male voice with a, a different accent, very calming, you know, so it's and I, I listen to sleep stories myself. I find them very meditative. And, you know, I just get involved with the, the sleep story, not necessarily an audio book, but a short story. So it's different for everybody. So I, I would say, don't, you know, just do anything that supports you, that makes you feel calm, you know, even if it's just getting in a warm bath, you know, with bubbles and candles and just watch the light on the candle. Lost the flame on the candle for a bit I suggest sometimes to people to get the the oil infusers with the different colored lights and, and just watch the lights and just focus on that that is meditation so it's, it's quite simple really but it's just finding what what works for you
0: well, thanks for that, because what you've given us is uh, a range of things to try, you know. And um, what I do like as well is that the, the one size doesn't fit all, you know. Yeah. So if you can't do the, 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 the Buddhist thing and then, you know, looking at other practical things, you know, might be helpful. Yeah. Somebody, one of my guests in a previous episode suggested essential oils in terms yeah. of dealing with stress and so on. Yeah. So thank you for adding that into the pot of things that we can pull out and at least try and see which one will suit us best in terms of meditation so when is your next retreat
1: okay so my next retreat is from the 12th to the 14th of june at charnay manor which is a beautiful beautiful old house in oxfordshire uh, wantage just south of oxfordshire So, yeah, in lovely summertime as well. I'm really looking forward to that one. Hopefully we'll have some really nice weather.
0: Yes, yes, that sounds wonderful. And if people wanted to attend the um, retreat, is it just for women or are men included too? Men are included as well. That's fantastic. And how would they get um, hold of you if they wanted to book a place?
1: The best way would be to go onto my website, www.crystalcarecoaching.org. And go to the retreats page, the workshops and retreats. And on the retreats page, you can book a call with me. You can actually book a call with me on any page on my website. Because everybody who comes through the retreats, we have an initial call, which is absolutely free, just to make sure it is the right option for you. Because for some people, it can be too much. And for some people, it can be too little. So I match everybody to the retreat. And that keeps it safe for other people as well, because you know that when you're coming, there's people who are in, I mean, obviously different circumstances, but a similar place to yourself. I do that initial call so you can book the call via my
0: website
1: or you can email Vanessa at crystalclearcoaching.org and we can set up an appointment for a, for a meeting as well.
0: And if somebody wanted to browse through your social media, for example, you know, that's another way that people check out, you know, um, different services. Um, how can people find you?
1: So on Facebook, I'm a, a Crystal Clear Retreats. That's the business page. And on Instagram, I'm Crystal Clear Coach.
0: That's fantastic. And the books, do you have any future books in mind?
1: The book focuses very much around women. The target is for women. But I've had a few men clients who've read it and they've said, I feel quite put out because this is the method that I went through. And you say in the book that it's for women. I said, well, no, you you know, you can read it as well. So Perhaps I might do the rebel method for men, but I'm also thinking to do some a series of books around brain hacks. So by brain hacks, I mean little tips and tricks we can use to support ourselves, to support our mental health. So, you know, positive thinking tips, distraction tips, uh, mindfulness tips, you know, just all different types of techniques that we can use to manage our mental health. I'm thinking of doing that in the future, perhaps.
0: Well, I do strongly advise people to get hold of the book because going back to the layout of it, you also use PR codes throughout the book so that people can access other services and material and so on. Mm-hmm. And that's what really makes the book unique. Uh, why did you choose to do that?
1: Well, that was a suggestion of known publishing, actually, with Ali, who, who's Lelia's brother I was working. He said, you know, because I, I wanted to do a PDF supporting PDF with it. I felt that was important because it's got some exercises in there and he made the suggestion that I put a QR code in there to access that and of course it takes you to a page where you can find out about my workshops because I do online workshops as well around the rebel method so we go through each of the of the letters of the rebel method those are two hour workshops on the weekend one of those every two months I do so you can sign up for those as well if you want to Or, you know, you can have access to sign up for my newsletter and and get lots of bits and bobs through that way. It was just an easy way to do it. I hadn't thought of it myself, but I thought, yeah, this is actually quite a good idea. Because it saves people having to type it in. You just put your phone on the book and, you know, it automatically links to the page.
0: Oh, absolutely. And as you said, the exercises and everything you need for that particular module of the book yeah. then comes up. I think for me, it's the unique setting feature of the book and it also sets it apart from other self-help books as well. You haven't then got to try and find a website, get it all in. You know, it's just there and accessible and you can just get on with um, doing the work. Is your book available on your website?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. So there is um, the Rebel Method um, link on on the website. So if you go on to www.crystalclearcoaching.org and then on the top bar, there's the Rebel Method and and access to the book there. So it's available there. It's also available on Amazon to buy.
0: Well, lastly, do you have an, an affirmation or a statement that you can leave our listeners with?
1: Yes. Just be kind to yourself. Whatever happens, always be kind to yourself.
0: Right, it's one of my favorites as well so it's good to hear you say it it's been a fascinating interview with you today um so thank you so much for agreeing it's going to make a a really nice competition prize for for someone i've got a feeling that people are going to be after this one and i wanted to wish you all the best with the retreats in your business which are coming up i think i might look into doing one of the online ones because i'm quite a home Mm -hmm. Uh, and travelling can be challenging, so an online course would suit me down to the ground. Uh, Thank you for giving up your time to talk to me today.
1: No problem at all. It's been an absolute pleasure, Pamela, and thank you for inviting me.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to my interview with Vanessa Wallace. For your chance to win a copy of her book, The Rebel Method, please answer the following question. Vanessa runs retreats in the UK. When is Vanessa's next retreat? If you know the answer, please contact me on Instagram or Facebook with the correct answer by this Friday. Well, that's all, folks. Have a fantastic week ahead and I look forward to your company next time. Bye for now.